What up, y'all? You're now listening to Infused Influence, where we're infused by weed culture, cannabis business, and its politics through conversations with special guests. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right. This is Infused Influence. I'm here with Rayvon. What's up, Rayvon? Welcome back. How you doing, sir? Yo, you know, just marathon today. Come on now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting in the reps. Yeah, for sure. You know, because it's, it's off season. We're getting ready for the season. So. The more work you put in, the, you know, if you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Let's go. Let's go. So today we're actually joined with two special guests. Two special guests. Yeah, yeah. It's a little daunting. There's usually one special guest and two of us, but today we're kind of evenly matched. Uh, you know what I mean? But uh, today we've got two great guests here with us. We've got Erica Harris and Ryan Handelman from Berkshire Bank. Welcome, folks. How are you guys doing today? Great. Thanks for having us here today. Appreciate you guys coming through. Clapping it up for you guys. For sure. So, Ulysses, could you give us a little bit of a background on the relationship that you have with Ryan? Oh, of course. Yeah. Ryan used to be our banker. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a, you guys, this is visual. He's got a great set of hair, some nice dimples, and we're both from Connecticut. Got you. The connection goes crazy, I see. Yeah, my, my bro. mom's going to appreciate that. Oh, of course. <laughs> Shout out to your mom, bro. Shout out to your mom. You raised a great kid. He's always been respectful. And, you know, a lot of the bankers in this space specifically tend to be a little older. So I was drawn back to know how young he was <laughs> and from Connecticut. So great job, mom, for sure. Very, very young man. Very, very <laughs> Wait, young how old are you? Man. 25. What? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's let's wow. clap it up for the 25-year-olds okay. in here. Yeah, I'm not the youngest person in the room, right? Well, I guess I still am technically wait, in a way. Yeah, you're not 25 yet. I, I mean, mean I'm I, I'm, yeah, I'm still 25. Or, or, you... will be 26 very soon. So. How soon? Like, before December? Yes. All right, cool. You said November. Um, So you'll still be... We're the same age, more or less. My birthday's December. You oh, make yeah, me look like a lot more of a kid right now, though. I'll yeah. say that much. You look a lot more professional than me. Yeah. <laughs> this dude's got a polo shirt on. Well, yeah. is this zip up? I mean, you know, you, you look good. You look dapper. The watch, bro. And I'm yeah. here. Yeah. Come on now. I got Crocs on right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is his everyday, man. This is why we got to keep this kid around. He keeps us young. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I assume yeah. you do the same for the banking industry, huh? Absolutely, yes. That's the goal. So how long have you been uh, into the banking for? So um, my career started at Green Check Verified in 2018. Um, they're a software that allows the two sides really to, to work together, banking, financial services, and the cannabis industry. Uh, so that's where it started, and it's taken me here to, to Berkshire Bank as the uh, director of the program. And, you know, so far so good and all the things we're working on here at Berkshire. Dude, that's dope. I actually... I don't know why I probably didn't remember that you used to work for Green Check. Um, maybe talk about that a little bit, and because is that a newer service? Has that always been around? Is it exclusive to cannabis? Yes, it is exclusive it is. to cannabis. Um, so Green Check, um, it does does a lot of things on the cannabis business side. It allows the business to demonstrate their compliance to a financial institution that serves the industry, mm. and from there, that bank or credit union can take in the deposits. Uh, without it, it makes you know banking the industry much more tough um, and much more expensive. Mm. Why did you say that? Well, it automates a lot of the responsibilities of the compliance team mm. on the bank's end. So without that automation, you know, the, so the industry averages about five to eight compliance analysts per cannabis business. Wow. So with Green Check, that goes away. It allows the bank to scale their program right. um, at a much more reasonable pace. Do they have market share, Green Check? Are they competitive? They have a, 
a f in terms of their competition, they have a very healthy market share. Market Greencheck share, has, yeah. I believe, over 130 financial institutions working with them at the moment. Right. So, yeah, when I started there, I think we had one bank. That's crazy, bro. By the time, yeah, I was an intern. Yo, out that's of nuts. Out of, uh, out of New York? Out of New Haven, Connecticut. Greencheck's from New... Oh, no way. This is why, Rayvon, I love doing this show, bro. For real. You learn something new. What? Yeah. Green check. Shout out to Green Check, man. Now, what? considering I'm a kid, or I can't even say that because I got this guy across yeah. me who knows what Green Check is, I'm going See? to assume that Green Check mm -hmm. is cannabis banking. Cannabis or banking software. Cannabis banking software. Yeah, bro. Okay. So let me, let me explain it to you, all right? So as Ryan worked for different institutions that serve cannabis, just like Berkshire, they need a way, a methodology to confirm that a business is legal and doing everything above the yep. books. That's why yeah. we make jokes in here all the time about not actually seeing the money. So this is yeah. this is where that comes from. Well, well not where it comes from, but. Well, it's part of the process because in order to get, you know, a, a compliant bank, you have to go through, they have to do their due diligence. So like exactly. paperwork, bro, like social security numbers and like EIN numbers and all that stuff is basically a suppository. You upload this information, you know, past bank statements, stuff like that to make sure that you are who you say you are and your business is actually licensed and you know, complying with the state regulations. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, bro. Okay. So it's 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 basically a the banker's compliance software, basically. Exactly. Almost like an AI in a way. Not it's really, an, but you know what? I bet it will have some AI, you know, in it at some point. You know, but um but yeah. So that's that's cool, bro. Yeah, and I'm glad you asked that question because I, I can understand it and you can breeze through it, but like not a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, like un understand it. Well, I'd like to ask Erica as well. Are you kind of on the same side with all this? And by side, I mean, are you working with the same thing in terms of like, you know, the cannabis businesses? Yep. So my team has taken on uh, the cannabis deposits. Um, so we're out there bringing awareness into our communities uh, that Berkshire Bank is now doing cannabis banking. Uh, so it's pretty exciting because it's a, a new thing for us. And as we grow and learn the the ins and outs of how you do business um it's just going to make everyone i think more successful and um yeah so that's what i do i am actually a my banker so i'm a relationship manager so what we my team does is we deliver a very unique concierge service to our clients so we you have one dedicated relationship manager you're not necessarily tied to an office we come to you um if you're on the beach, we'll come out to the beach. <laughs> oh, come on. That's sweet. That's sweet. Uh, yep. That's uh, yeah. So you don't necessarily have to um, rely on the brick and mortar. You have uh, your dedicated one call, one email person seven days a week. Um, so my team is responsible for that. That's dope. So you are busy, busy, busy. Yes. Always. And trying to get more busy. Yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. course. Of course. It's, it's, a, it's a new program. We should probably talk about that. I mean, Green Check was cool, but you're no longer there. <laughs> That's right. So tell, you guys tell us about the program. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've had a program now for about three months. Um, Shout out to that. Let's clap it up for that. <laughs> it's innovative. <laughs> go ahead. It took ahead, us bro. about or just under a year to, to build out. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not exactly easy, you know, being an FDIC insured bank. There's a lot of. Um, you know, things have to be put into place to have a compliant cannabis banking program. That's why most banks don't touch this industry. Um, 
but as a socially responsible community bank, it was something that um, we knew we needed to kind of you know step into and serve these this underserved industry. So, yeah, so far so good. <laughs> now that's for sure because one of the things that I constantly hear as a challenge just throughout, I mean, the nation, not even just Massachusetts, is how difficult it is for banking. I'm just uh, you know a little fish in a big pond here, so I don't know too too much about what that all really means. Right. But I do hear that it means that essentially not every bank just works with cannabis. I mean, I hear horror stories from Ulysses essentially about how we couldn't just like work with Bank of America. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. So what did, what does this program essentially mean going forward? What it means is it offers cannabis businesses and ancillary businesses and employees of cannabis businesses a safe, secure place to park their deposits and get you know access to all of the services and products that they need. Um, the more banks enter the space, the more it, I think, legitimizes this industry and also brings down the cost, right? Because the national average for just to have a bank account is about just under $1,000. Massachusetts, a little more competitive market, a little more mature. Um, I'd say it's probably... 500 just below so the more banks enter the space the more we'll see that price come down and in this industry with you know all the regulations and, and everything you guys have to go through to ade um, i think that's really important all right so would you consider that to be one of the challenges or like i guess more i'm trying to ask what are the challenges yeah, as you try to get into a program like setting up a program like this i mean there's a lot on you know just the looking forward a lot on what's going on now like what are those like? Absolutely. Two highly regulated industries, cannabis and, and uh, the banking industry. So, you know, getting them to work together is, is tricky, but there is guidance on how to do so. Um, it's a lot of kind of what, you know, Ulysses mentioned, you know, knowing your customer, enhanced due diligence, being able to verify the transactions um, and, you know, getting these two sides to work together. So it takes a lot of work on the compliance team for us, the AML, anti-money laundering and, and BSA team. Um, they are, for us, you know, we have a great team led by um, Suzanne Joseph. She's flexible, understanding, which, you know, from my perspective is really important in terms of looking for a bank that you're going to work with as a cannabis business. Uh, we don't exactly have a, you know, one size fits all for every business. There's individual needs and you know, nuances that each business has, especially in this landscape, right? hundred percent. Brand new. There's no playbook per se for how to run a, a profitable operation. So everyone's trying to figure out together. Okay, that's that's pretty smooth, and I, I assume you guys kind of like what you're doing because Erica, I know we didn't get a chance to ask you this, but you've been in the banking space for over 20 years now. I knew that was coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want you to feel involved as well. I mean, you, before you, you were walking, bro. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, uh, and I'd kind of like to know what you've seen in the sense of like just over time, where you know things are always changing, markets are always changing, but cannabis and banking is, I mean only so new compared to you know 10 years ago when that just wasn't a conversation at all at least i'd like to assume so considering here in massachusetts it's what it wasn't legal um so what have you kind of seen with like changes in that if that makes sense so changes for us uh definitely noticing more businesses popping up in the area you know you have a, a certain car and you never knew it was there and then all of a sudden you get it and now everyone else has it yeah. so we're seeing that a lot um learning a lot about, uh, you know, as we're developing the program, like Ryan was just saying, uh, with learning what other uh, businesses are paying with fees and, um, you know, where we stand in comparison to that um, and how we can 
we can be competitive in that space. Um, so that's really useful information for us to gather. Um, seeing a lot of uh, people kind of gravitating toward the same banks work banks so we're excited that here we are we are available to help um, grow your business and uh, make you a focus for us um, but pretty much that's really what we're seeing on my end um, working through existing businesses people coming on board mm. um, you know what else is out there that we can kind of um, help and do better well that's cool so how are you guys like essentially I mean I know that this is a new program as well but how are you guys like helping expand things for businesses and like you know like you mentioned a safe and affordable um banking and i mean we talk about the safe act uh here and there sometimes on the show which to be honest sometimes pretty much goes over my head <laughs> but it is one of those huge conversations that we actually need to have on like a national level in terms of like this isn't just uh, a problem in massachusetts this is right. everywhere so do you guys work outside of just Massachusetts? We do. We are in uh, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New York, Vermont. All, all cannabis states yes. with yes. cannabis programs. Yes. yes. What? <laughs> oh, that's so no, that's, that one out. No, that's yeah. actually pretty... I didn't know that. Yes. Are you guys... Cool. Are there any other banks that are like that? There's a few. A few? To my knowledge, we're the largest... The largest, right? New England-based right. financial institutions in the industry. Dude, Which, I never thought about that. Yeah, in terms of what it does for the businesses being a, right. well, we're not a big bank by any means, right. but we're right. larger than you know the credit unions per se. Right. You guys because are. of our size, it allows, you know, we're kind of right in that sweet spot where we still have a community banking focus. Right. We have a My Banker to help you with all of your needs, but you have you know a bigger bank behind it that has you know all the products and services that you need to run a successful oh, for business. Oh, sure. And that's important if you're thinking about expansion, bro. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You guys are basically like a multi-state operating bank. No, yeah. <laughs> so I, I could imagine that there are potentially some challenges there in the sense that are you maybe following different laws state by state? Yes, we are. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. That's why there's so many compliance people, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you the dumbest one is money going to the feds. I'm sorry. I would love for a bank to just take our deposits directly. I think it's less of a safe it's it's a i think it's safer i think it's safer i'm sorry like but neither here nor there <laughs> they're like no we're not gonna fix it for you so <laughs> uh, unless unless you guys can do something about that it's it's tricky it is tricky it, it's tough. There's a lot of yeah there's a lot of nuances in there yeah. um but you know the more banks that you know like Berkshire that enter this space right the better the more you know the opportunities will expand oh for sure yeah 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 because there's space for everybody to eat at the table right yeah yeah <laughs> it's funny because I was thinking uh we have this deli down the street he's a great guy we work with him all the time a lot of our teams go there and one day he was like so if you want a pre-roll can you just you know take it out of the stash because if I want a sandwich I can just make myself a sandwich <laughs> and we're always talking about money and like that was part of it too it's like I can't just walk in and be like oh i need 20 racks and just take it out of the safe I'm like no it goes to the reserves they count it and then they wire it okay <laughs> so all right so i guess just outside of like you know verifying you know that we're a real establishment and real business what else is essentially in a way the reason for the banking in this like way is that kind of laundering that's laundering. a concern exactly. like our even our atm you know gotcha. what i mean like we can't touch it it's just what it comes down to. And it's a question that made me think about, like, 
aside from cannabis, right? Because I wouldn't even consider selling weed a crime. What are normal crimes that people uh, do and then the bank gets involved, right? So, like, is laundering a serious issue outside of, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. would you say that's number one? Uh, any cash-intensive cash. business, it's a concern. Yeah, you know what? Then I have concern for the ice cream people around Worcester because they <laughs> only take cash, bro. Give, Gibson's, bro. I go there with my kids all the time. I'm like, yo, I need cash, bro, because they yep. only take cash. Only take cash. The ice cream man, bro. And they got an ATM right nearby, and it's like four bucks to take your money out. Where? Uh, well, uh, Malduka's. Malduka's is another shop, uh, ice cream shop in the city of Worcester over on, I want to say, Lake Ave, and they are cash only as well. And they got an ATM? Course they got an Those are the real people that we should be looking out for. Not the people who sell weed, the people who sell ice cream. <laughs> for real. 100%. And the ATM people, honestly, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. We, we might all, well, I guess these guys are already on the money business. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we might be on the wrong side of things over here. Yeah. I don't know, man. But la laundering is, is, would you say is number one? Sure. That's, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the main reason for all the compliance. Right. Um, hurdles per se. Right. Well, I guess aside aside from the hurdles in cannabis, like just generally speaking, when you think about crimes and as it relates to money, laundering is probably number one. Would, would you? I agree. You got more experience than us here. <laughs> Have you seen that? Where it's like, oh man, it's number one. You think? I haven't seen it personally. Oh, no, okay. But All right, that's yeah. a good thing then. No, yeah. That's a good thing. So it's not common. Not in my space, and not something that I would I would see. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, that's actually great news. I mean, as cool <laughs> as it would maybe here to hear a story about money laundering yeah, right now, I'm, I'm rather glad for you. Um, <laughs> I, I'm rather glad for you. That would be, you wouldn't, no one wants to deal with that. You know, it's one of those things you look back on and laugh at, yeah. but in the moment, no, Dude, just no. Please. Well, it's, it, I think it's real, bro. I mean, it's, of course it's real. Oh, no, no, 100%. I but agree it's also with entertaining. You, but if, it, like, if I had to deal with it, yeah. no, you know what I mean? But yeah. hearing a story about it, man, you would have lit up the room. Yeah. Um, but again, for your, the sake of your career no one wants to deal with yeah, that no one wants to deal with that well this one time no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> well you, and it's also that you guys don't deal with it like every bank has like a compliance department essentially right and that's what you're saying with green track it helps their process exactly essentially um but yeah i was you know in my experience with opening uh th this business i'm like a whole department like and then it just made you think about things differently you know what i mean absolutely so that's, i think you can you know walk to the nearest bank open up an account and you know go about your day like every other business right it's not the the reality no you know thing there, there's steps that can be taken to make it a lot easier green check you know more more access to financial services um but it's it's slowly you know slowly getting there yeah what do you guys think about the this the descheduling conversation at this point i don't know if you paid attention yeah to it at all. yeah i saw that um the other day it's you know there's two sides to every coin um, I think in the long run, it's great. Mm -hmm. In the short run, while 280, you know, the um, financial burden from 280E may go away, you may see, you know, federal compliance take its place in mm -hmm. terms of, you know, what that means for, say, your bottom line. So, right. um, you think it'd be better or worse for the bottom line? I would, uh, I'd, I'd guess it would stay around the same, probably slightly same. better. But I don't mm -hmm. think, you know, you're going to go from, a you know your your effective tax rate where it is now to a regular business right um I, you know the federal federal compliance can be quite costly i mean at, mm. on our end i can't speak to all pieces of your business but right. 
for the bank if you're to add. So right now we're ensuring that you're complying with state and local right. laws according to your license type. Well, now we throw federal on top of there. Right. What's what's that going to mean? Right. Um, probably something you know that that adds some resources on our side. You know, a little more legwork for us. Right. Right. Now it's whether or not that legwork for you guys is equivalent less or more than the tax burden of 280e right which is a serious burden it's it's, it's insane it's insane you know everyone outside of the industry that i speak with friends family i think their assumption is that every cannabis business is sitting on stacks of cash right not 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 really the case right Right. about a fourth or so of the businesses are profitable at this point right so right and it's Mm-hmm. Well, you bring up a great point because it makes you wonder, like, what can we do? And wondering if you guys are maybe or any bank is actively doing anything to kind of just make this more public knowledge. Like I always say, explain it to me like I'm five. Right. But in the sense where, like, you know, someone listening now could really be like, let me take a deeper dive and yeah. like really learn Understand about. That. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like every time I have a conversation, we like barely scratch the surface and not saying that you guys aren't doing a great job breaking into it, but just still yeah. really understanding this. I've talked about 280E at least 20 times in my life, and, and I still, still don't can't understand. talk to you about it for more than three minutes on my own. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, are there, like, ways that just the average person can go and, like, kind of pick up this information and read about this knowledge, if that makes sense? And what, what, even what is it? I think we are breezing through it, because you're right. We know a lot. You guys know a lot. But, like, what do, we, yeah, what is 280E? 280E is the tax code that cannabis businesses uh, have to abide by. It puts their effective tax rate closer to 60% versus 20 or 30% of a regular business. Okay, now see, that's why I asked this question because people just hear it say, it's taxes. It's taxes. There's psychology behind, you learn from people that are around the same age as you. 100%. 100%. Look at this, it took another 25 year old. I'm on on the spot, I gotta teach him something. Look at this, it's (laughs) principle persuasions. You guys check it out, I didn't make that up. It's true. Thank you, Ryan. But it's very crazy (laughs) though, because like 60% versus as an average 20%, that is three or, times more. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That and then you have, you know, your insurance is inflated, your rent may be higher, uh, your cost of capital, your access to capital is, is more difficult. Oh, so my that's goodness. not even two eighty is one piece, but then there's all these other hurdles. Green fees, green yeah. tax, whatever you want to call green it tax, yeah. that you have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, he's right. And everyone sees I think you alluded to it a little bit, everyone sees Massachusetts hit four billion. <laughs> sales are going up. Yeah, so it's taxation. Taxation's yeah. going up right with sales. <laughs> they they see the you know lines around the corner at the dispensary. Right. On you know, on their local news channel. Right. But the the story stops there. Yeah. 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 No, no longer we're standing up to it. <laughs> no, yeah, dude, we got to get some webinars out there or something to really really tell the people what's going on. Maybe. Maybe. Because uh, I don't know it. Again, like hearing about it more and more, it's it's making more and more sense to me. Not necessarily so much on the high level business side, like my guy Ulysses over here, or even you two, honestly. But man, it's uh, it's weird. And I, I think back to your federal question, where it's just like, it's it's always hard to answer. And I really like how you answered it, Ryan, because it's hard to say, yeah, it'll be better, or right. no, it'll be worse. Because one, you don't want to be ostracized for whatever answer <laughs> you say. And two, I mean, I personally always say that the grass isn't greener on the other side. And then mm. people yell at me like, you don't want it to be federally legal. Think of everything that's going to be great. And I'm right. like, 
yeah, sure, things could be great in like theory, but realistically, there could be a lot more hurdles. And just because they don't aren't hurdles for me, like you know, maybe we get rid of the two eighty e, but now you're dealing with local tax, state tax, and a federal tax. Mm. Federal tax to me probably sounds like don't want to say the worst one to deal with, but kind of <laughs> like, like it just sounds like a lot more to deal with. And I don't know. Again. It's so hard to answer that question, so I will always say mm. the grass might not be greener on the other side. Or what do we think? What do we think is the best way? And I can answer that question real yeah. quick, just because it does come from financial perspective. I mean, there have been people who have been arrested in communities that have been harmonized. Uh, uh, you know, uh, harmonized. <laughs> yeah, we need some harmony. You know, been uh, you know basically demonized for the use of cannabis, and it's like, how do we reverse that? How do we fix it? And part of the solution is with money, right? So, like, yeah, I just uh, answered the question, just kind of putting in my two cents. But it's like, what, what, how do we feel the best way of federal legalization? Like, what, what is the best way? Well, I mean, and that is a can of worms <laughs> yeah. because there's so many questions between, you know, people who are MSOs or just right. e not even just people who are MSOs. But now, right. let's say, and, you know, for you guys as well, working with, different companies in different states so let's say we are major bloom and now we're in california and we're working and we're working with you is transferring money from major bloom california easier to do with massachusetts is it moving product the same right. there's a million, a million different questions that pop up there and then let's say things go international we're moving weed to like it Italy and like right. I don't know there's so many questions and then we're not even thinking of like the more minuscule things like right. what happens to banking is it easier to bank like are some of the programs that we've been working or we you guys have maybe working so hard on kind of maybe not necessarily needed as much when banking is opened up and everyone's not scared of it because let's be real that's kind of in a way what we say people are scared of it because it's cannabis is it real um we hear stories about how times cannabis isn't real uh, which is why we do this whole thing you know what i mean so again i i think it opens a large can of worms with the question yeah. um but until then we bank safely yeah. we bank and even then probably bank safely because then it's just it's like the wild wild west yeah no, that's true, and 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 nothing or nothing. You know, we're getting close on time here. I I can complain about the money going to the feds and whatever it may be, and how how the hurdles are. At the same time, you know, it's really nice working with professionals. You know what I mean? Like it is extremely nice to see someone that has twenty years of experience and now have the opportunity to work in this space. And it's not that whole stigma or uh perception that like there's just a bunch of stoners walking around like you know kids are getting high or money's getting laundered from mexico or something like that you know what i mean so there's an effort to make it a little bit more normal you know no 100 percent. so it's uh it's definitely good it's definitely good that people will hopefully begin to understand it a lot more um i think that like you mentioned on the news and stuff like that people just see you know we made a million dollars or like four billion and they see the lines out the door they don't see when there's no line for 20 minutes you know what i mean like they only ever see that one story and i mean how many uh banks do we have that work with cannabis or is, is there like a large list of them in or? massachusetts yes in massachusetts it's growing quite a bit i would say well over a dozen at this point mm. but you go up to you know neighboring vermont right i think there's less than well less than a handful yeah you know one two maybe three in vermont mm -hmm. really connecticut only a few new yeah. york new york's a huge state so there, there's a couple yeah i'd say for the size of the state not that many so now how many banks are in massachusetts in general we're talking like hundreds probably right i'm talking 
Huh? A lot. A lot. Yeah. yeah. Maybe thousands. No, nah, not that many. Yeah, yeah hundreds. Yeah. But but when you say that there's 12 banks that, or you know, roughly 12 banks that work with cannabis, and you think that there are over 275 registered cannabis like uh, mm. businesses in Massachusetts. This is retail, bro. <laughs> you feel me? Like it's it it. I don't know. I don't want to say. I don't even know what the proper word for this is. But like. It's rough. Like that's. Yeah. It makes you so that one, you don't have many options. Mm. Two, you easily know who your competition is per se. And I assume you guys have been able to make yourself stand out a little bit more working in. They're the here. Entire, this well, is the first yep. bank. Yeah. This is the first <laughs> bank that took up the offer. Berkshire Bank. Appreciate you guys yeah. coming through. Obviously. Otherwise, people are skeptical. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and to you know all the cannabis bankers, or should I say, all the cannabis folk in the industry listening, if you need a cannabis bank. We know who to talk to for sure <laughs> so what do you guys have for us in terms of like gyms any any uh for our listeners as we exit here you know anything that you guys want to shameless plug or what's new on the horizon for you guys on the horizon um continue to expand you know our our program um to make you know banking for this industry as safe and affordable as possible um and to you know continue to continue this conversation with folks like yourselves to spread you know awareness for what's going on in the industry and, and what you know the financial sector can do to improve what's going on for sure yeah we appreciate you enlightening Rayvon. another 25 we're learning out here me and all the listeners <laughs> yeah. we're all learning about safe banking let's go <laughs> all right guys we really appreciate you again and you guys have just been infused peace